Tom Kearney for the Tom Kearney Show here. We're here, of course, uh, five nights a week, nine to ten each night, with a little bit of live and in real-time radio and try to bring you things that are entertaining and uh, uh, make you, I was going to say educational, but I'll say make you smarter. We, we like to bring things that you may not know about and, and, and uh, increase your knowledge. In any event, that's one of the things that we'll be doing tonight. Uh, the weather has been a little... Uh, cranky for the last couple of weeks, except for the last two days. And the, the the rain went away, and it was, well, I think it was over 70 today, and it kind of makes you want to go out for a walk. And I'm not walking as much as I used to, but um, uh, it does make me want to go out for a walk. And, and it, it, it turns out that we have a show scheduled tonight that involves walking. Uh, there has been something that's appearing on my radar for the last few years when we had the travel and tourism people on. And uh, I got a book from the University of North Carolina Press at Chapel Hill uh, within the last year. There was a guidebook. I think it says a guidebook uh, for hikers uh, for North Carolina's Mountain to the Sea Trail. And so it's the Mountain to Sea Trail that is our subject tonight. And we have been able to get the services of the executive. Katie, am I saying this right? The executive director. Uh, of the Mountain to Sea Trail Foundation or the support group, uh, Kate Dixon. Did I say that right? That's correct, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call you Pat tonight for somebody. I used to know somebody named Pat Dixon, and I'll just <laughs> apologize beforehand. But uh, I have been, had a couple of great conversations with Miss Dixon over the last couple of days, <clears throat> introducing her to our radio program and, and uh, discussing what we would talk about the Mountain to Sea Trail. Well, I'm going to let her tell you this because she's the reason she's here. If I knew all this stuff, I wouldn't need a guest. But I need a guest tonight because I don't know about this. But I, I just think it's a wonderful idea. We all know about the Appalachian Trail, and there's a Pacific Rim Trail that I read about a few years ago. And, and probably I know in, in Great Britain there are a lot of walking trails that people in, in England are sort of crazy about walking. But... Uh, there is a trail in North Carolina that I think some North Carolinians know about, but some others may not. And the fact that I don't know any more of the story than I do would indicate that that is, in fact, true. Kate, can you talk to us about the Mountain to Sea Trail with some of the facts about it, including uh, where where and when it began and sort of where the impetus came from? Sure, and thank you so much for having me on. I'm really delighted to have this chance to talk to you and, and to all of your your listeners. Uh, the Mountains of Sea Trail is North Carolina's um, state hiking trail, and it runs all the way across North Carolina from the Great Smoky Mountain National Park out to the Outer Banks. And um, for people who do the whole thing, um, right now it's uh, 1,175 miles. And the reason I say uh, right now is because, like any long-distance trail, you're always making adjustments and um, so in any given time, you may add a mile here or lose a mile there or whatever. It's always changing a little bit. But right now, it's 1,175 miles. And um, it's really North Carolina's state flagship trail. And it was first proposed in 1977. Um, a man who some of your listeners may know his name, Howard Lee, um, he uh, sort of really amazing um, political leader and uh, just 
community, um, uh, just amazing person, um, Howard Lee. Um, he um, was mayor of Chapel Hill, state senator, um, and in Jim Hump's first administration, he was secretary of what was then called the Department of Natural Resources and Community Development. And in this, in 1977, there was a national trails conference that was held in Lake Junaluska, which is just outside um, Waynesville. And he was asked to come and speak. He's an extraordinary speaker, and um, he gave a speech that recommended creating a trail that went across across North Carolina. And he called it the Mountains to Sea Trail. And you know, so there in the audience were all of these you know, leaders of the trail community in North Carolina at the time, and they just loved the idea. And so 1977 was um, was when, it, when the whole idea was launched. And um, we've been working on it ever since, and uh, momentum is building, and it's just a really wonderful, fun project. I, know, I noticed the way you talk is indicated by the last sentence there, and that is it's not something that's finished, but in fact it's, it's Still growing, although it began. At least the idea came about in the in the 1977. So if I if I, if I had to ask you when 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 it was a morning, that is, when did the first stretch that could be labeled the Mountain Sea Trail? Because I'm I'm sure it didn't all come into being at one time, but in fact it was constructed in, in in pieces. And we'll maybe talk a little bit about how that happened and. And what is back of it, and what kind of organization that it is that you're the executive director of? Uh, but, okay. Uh, what did, did, if I wanted to take my first step on what is now part of the trail, what, when would that have begun? Did it, it? I don't guess it appeared immediately, but had it come about by say the year 2000? Well, the first thing that happened um, after the idea was proposed was. Um, in trying to figure out what the route should be. And one of the things that they did was that they looked at, you know, where do we already have a lot of trails that could become part of it? And um, so some of the very first trails that became part of the Mountains of Sea Trail in the, in the mountains were trails that were already in place, like along the Blue Ridge Parkway or in the Great Smokies, um, Pisco National Forest. And interestingly, Another long section of trail that became part of it, um, or, or it's not exactly, well, it, it works as trail, but it's on the Outer Banks, um, one of the very first sections of the trail that was, um, was designated was 80 miles along the Outer Banks from Ocracoke up to Jockey's Ridge State Park. Right. Um, I, I wish we, well, I don't really wish we were on television. I like being on the radio, but at the same time... We won't want people to be able to see it, and uh, the map that uh, that I have in the book uh, that is a guide. You can you can go to Ocracoke from I think it's Bear Island or Cedar Island, uh, and yeah. uh, and they, they, that's where the trail uh, comes to uh, naturally from the western part of the state as it, it ambles across the state. But but the entire more or less the entire Outer Banks are a part of the trail, and you end up far north at Jockey's Ridge, which is near.
I remember, uh, and then we'll take a break after this, uh, since we can't see each other, since we're not in the studio, I'll sort of uh, key you into what, what's coming up. But I can remember I had a gentleman on, the, on this program, oh, it's probably 20 years ago now, and I think his name was Magnuson or God, Tom or something like that. Tom Magnuson? Tom Magnuson, you may, it sounds like you may know who this person is, but he was interested in the trails that from the colonial period and from the pre-colonial period, that the trails that the Indians might have naturally used that the colonists adopted and so on, and trying to preserve some of those. Have any of those trails been part of the template for the the uh, Mount to Sea Trail? I don't think there's any part where we are specifically following one of the old um, trading routes, but... It does, um, the Mountain to Sea Trail does cross two of the um, towns that um, are, are, you know, big parts of that trail, and it, because the Mountain to Sea Trail goes right through Hillsborough, and it also um, follows along the Hall River, and the, the Indian trading path crossed the Hall River at Swepsonville, um, which is also MS. An area with the MS. You said Swepsonville, is that what you said? Swepsonville. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, I just wanted to make sure I had it right. Uh, well, those places where I am a former history teacher, and those, it certainly Hillsborough was among, you know, the colonial towns that were, were there long, long ago, and so uh, almost became the capital of North Carolina at one time. So, uh, well, that, that answers that question. Uh, when we come back, uh, let's talk some more about sort of how you, how the, how they how they grew uh, uh, from from its beginning and how how that what the process was like because I gather you you've utilized things that are part of uh, natural uh, uh, forest and so on but also things that uh, would be on private land and and uh, things that have been developed uh, as you incorporate incorporated pieces from towns that that were like the Greenway around Raleigh, which was much later, of course, but that's a part of it. Uh, We're talking with uh, Kate Dixon, who is the executive director of the Mounds of Sea Trail, runs from Clemens Dome on the the line between North Carolina and Tennessee to Jockey's Ridge, almost to the ocean. And uh, we're going to be talking about how that came about and how you can find out more about it tonight. We'll be back with Kate in just a couple of minutes. Yeah, Fred, you're on a Wednesday night. Uh, it's uh, February 24th, and uh, our guest tonight is Miss Kate Dixon, who is uh, executive director of the Friends of uh, the Mountains of the Sea Trail in North Carolina. And we're talking about the Mountains of the Sea Trail, and we we we've gotten the idea. It sparked and what Kate? What I think it would be good to talk about now is how did it? How did it grow? And is there any exactly where do we plant it in the in the in the culture? Is it a, a part of the, the park system, or is it independent and controlled by the foundation, or what? What? How does that work? So the trail is officially a unit of the state park system. North Carolina State Park System, but it's a sort of strange animal within state parks because they never envision owning all of it like they would, say, on the State Park. It's What it really is is a big partnership effort with um, other federal, state, local park systems, um, local governments, um, nonprofit organizations, 
just a whole diversity of of um, folks all along this 1,000 miles. So, and the organization that I work for is a nonprofit organization, and we we sort of work as the um, kind of glue and catalyst, um, sort of making making lots and lots of things happen along the trail. It's such an incredibly complex project. There are probably about 50 different land managing agencies that are involved, and so many towns. It goes through. It actually goes through 31 towns, 37 counties. It's a very, very complex and fascinating project. And um, so, and what my organization does is that a big thing that we do is we help organize all the volunteers who build and maintain the trail. So in a typical year, we'll have a thousand some volunteers, um, some who just, you know, work for half a day and some who, it's amazing how many hours they put into it. Like uh, we have volunteers who will work more than a thousand hours a, a year, um, just working on the trail or doing different things. Um, and it takes a lot of takes a lot of work to maintain a trail like this, um, particularly like if you think about how rainy it's been recently. That really takes a toll on the trail. Um, water can be really destructive to the trail. So our volunteers are just out um, regularly checking on it and making adjustments and um, cutting back branches. So when you're walking on it, you're not going to be hit by something. Um, so that that sort of constant care. And we raise money and we also work um, really trying to um, uh, acquire land um, and get permission to build new sections of trails. Um, so if you were to do the trail today, if you wanted to hike the entire thing, I mentioned earlier that it's 1,175 miles all across the state, and 720 of that are on tr- trail, or it might, or they might be on the beach, or but off roads. And then the other, the other miles are connecting miles where we, where you're on roads. Um, and as we build new trail, we just shift that route. So, um, so that people can, those people who want to hike across the whole state um, can do it. But most people who use the trail use it for day hikes. Um, you know, they may go someplace near where they live or they're, or they're traveling around the state. And you mentioned, Tom, that you had seen um, this new day hike guide that we have, which um, gives uh, really great information about 40 different um, just day hikes all around the state that are on the MST. It's a great way to, if you don't want to do all 1,135 miles, you can get a real taste of, um, of the trail. And also, it's a great way to, to see lots of different parts of North Carolina. Well, I'm all for that, uh, as a matter of fact. Well, and, and I'm beginning to get a little bit of a grasp on it. That if things happen, somebody's usually got to be motive, the motive force. And uh, they, I know a... Uh, at NC State, I used to work for them at one time, and they had professors and heads of departments and all kinds of uh, nomenclature is, is what they had, and I'm, I'm kind of a student of nomenclature, but there was a particular uh, piece of nomenclature that I liked, and it's the one I'm looking for here, and that is who's in, in charge, I think. Sometimes they didn't have a formal declaration of who was running things, but somebody had to, you know, to be the boss and say it's okay to do this, and I gather that probably you are one of those people, but uh, or maybe there's a board. But 
you know, if you decide you're going to in, introduce a new section or make an arrangement with a town or something like that, uh, 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 that, that somebody has got to be the boss of the thing. So there's a kind of quasi-relationship with the, with the state parks division, I believe you said, and, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and your organization is kind of dedicated to pulling together a lot of loose ends and making sure that things get done and money gets raised and volunteers uh, have a place to volunteer. Did I do okay on that? Mm-hmm. And that sounds perfect. Yeah, very nice. Oh, uh, you don't have to hire me to do the commercial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay. Um, and one of the things that I, I heard in there is that there are people who walk the, and, and I can see that, that what you're saying is would be more likely to happen, and that is people would want to do part of the trail, or maybe a, uh, because it was hard or not so hard or. or, or took them through an area that they were interested in learning about uh, and uh, would not everybody wouldn't be aiming to start at one end and walk to the other end. I have a friend who walked the Appalachian Trail, but it took him three years, three summers, because he, you know, mm-hmm. he wait till he could get the time off, and uh, but he finally made it, and, uh, and uh, uh, he got his walk in the woods, so to speak, but that's how mm-hmm. that happens. One of the things we'll have to do before we, we finish our program tonight is get you to tell us if we are interested in volunteering or want to donate or any one of those lines uh, that, that you might mention that tell us how people can, in fact, get in touch with you. In fact, we might do that for this half hour right now. And I, I know you have a website, uh, and, and it has a lot of really good information on it. And you have a, a, the guidebook that you mentioned earlier. It has a number of trails and uh, you know, sort of things that you can do in one day. And as you might imagine, since I grew up in Goldsboro, when I when I got the book, I opened it to the index, and and it's around Goldsboro that you're developing something right now, I think. And again, it's yes. one of those that will go down literally the center street of town, and uh, and uh, around the, the Air Force Base that's there. That's right. That's right. Yeah. But uh, so we uh, we're the the nonprofit that I work for. It's called Friends of the Mountains to Sea Trail, and we do have a really great website um and if you can if you google it or you can just put mountains to sea trail in and you'll find it it'll be the first thing that pops up and we have really great information on there about um how to hike the trail how to find it there's a a google map on there where you can like zoom in and really find um just you know go all over the state and figure out um places you'd want to visit um, lots of good, lots of good um, guidebook information that's on the on the website too. And there's an easy way to donate um, money on the on the website, um, and you can also mail it in if you would prefer. And um, and volunteering, there's information about how to do that too. Um, we use a lot of volunteers for trail work, um, but we're also looking for people who have other skills. You know, if you if one of your listeners has a particular idea and wants to get up with us. Um, I, um, that just be. I'm always happy and excited to talk to people. Okay, Katie, hold it right there, and we'll come back, and we'll we'll take up right here when we come back. This is the point in our program where it's going to be 9:30, and we need to check the news. 9:33. It's Tom Kearney. On a Wednesday night, uh, with our guest tonight, uh, um, Kate Dixon, talking about the Mountains of the Sea Trail. 
reaching for a book here in my office, and uh, it's strangely enough that we're going to have two occasions to talk about trails, but a couple of years ago we had a gentleman on who had written a book about the Blue Ridge Parkway and uh, some of the walking trails and things in the western part of North Carolina and Virginia. His name was Leonard Atkins, and he's going to be our guest tomorrow night. Then we would have two programs that talked about being outside and walking and encountering nature. Is in this case, purely accidental, but I don't think it's going to detract from either one of them. Uh, Leonard Atkins' book is all about the Appalachian Trail, and he will be with us tomorrow night. Friday night will be our trivia night, but tonight we're talking about the Mountains of Sea Trail, which is a North Carolina thing, and it uh, found its inception back in the 1970s, late 1970s, and it has grown to now where it's almost 1,200 miles of trail that are connected. Uh, Kate, uh, one of the things that I think is, I was John and I, our producer, were talking about it while while you were away. Uh, you you generally are trying to stay away from paved highways, aren't you, and use them only when, when they need to be connectors to the other segments of the trail. And we're looking for things that uh, uh, are, are on dirt or grass or, or or occasionally on maybe something that's paved, but it would be part of a greenway. Did I did I get it right? Exactly. Exactly. That's our our goal is a continuous um, off road trail the whole way across North Carolina, and most of most of the Mountain to Sea Trail is a hiking only trail. But there are certain places where it's open for other um, uses. Like um, I think you mentioned that the Raleigh Greenway along the Neuse River that's part of the Mountain to Sea Trail also. And for those of your listeners who've been on that, that's a paved greenway, and so there are bikes on there as you know, people biking as well as people walking. Um, but our goal is that it would be 100% um, off-road um, trail. And at the moment, there's 720 miles of of, of trail um, in the in the mountains of Sea Trail. the uh, The longest continuous stretch of trail is actually in the mountains where you go from the Great Smoky Mountains all the way to um, Stone Mountain State Park, which is up um, in the northwestern part of the state, kind of near Sparta. And that's more than 300 miles of continuous trail. And the second longest continuous stretch of trail is in the Triangle. It's 105 continuous miles. And it goes from the Eno River State Park uh, in Orange County, just, just near the... Um, Hillsborough, and from there all the way down to Clayton, 105 miles. And it would probably, uh, I'm, I'm envisioning things, I'm searching for things that would would identify for people who are not familiar with it, but the, the Raleigh Greenway would be incorporated into it at, at this point. And, and John and I were talking about the fact that there's a there's a footbridge over the I, over I-440 out near Meredith College and the Art Museum that... Uh, is a part of the Greenway, and I suspect that is incorporated into the... Uh... Actually, that is that is not part of the Mountains. It is Trail. not, okay. All right. Yeah, the Mountains of Sea Trail in, in, is north of Raleigh, so, or, well, it's 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 along the Eno River in north of Durham, and then, it, then it's following on the south shore of Falls Lake, um, and then it drops down at the dam, the Falls Lake Dam, you're, that's when you are on the the east side of Raleigh, um, heading down the Neuse River. So it goes around, down the, to Clayton. Yeah. goes around the north and east side rather than the other side, which is what I was, was positing. But it, 
Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, there we go. And uh, you mentioned land managers. Do you? Uh, I'm questioning. You know, just so I'll know how uh, how active the uh, somebody's got to be keeping watch, so to speak. How how active is that? And if I want, you don't have to. You don't have to pay to walk on the trail. You can just go and get on it and, and go. Is is my yeah. understanding. And so in every every place, um, every place we have trail, there will be you know somebody who owns that land. And so, like thinking about the trail in the Raleigh area, there's a long stretch of it that's what Falls Lake. And Falls Lake, the underlying land is owned by the Army Corps of Engineers, um, but then it's managed by a lot of different others, mostly state agencies. So some of it is the Wildlife Resources Commission, some of it is state parks. And then there are smaller areas that are um, are city or county parks as well. So it's this very, very complex um, ownership and management. And our volunteers take the lead with the trail um, and say they say there's an area where um, that the trail is just has is really wet, or there's some problem with exactly where the location is. And the volunteers come up with a new idea for where they could route the trail to solve this problem. They'll, they'll, um, um, you've probably seen that, um, like flagging tape that people, um, it's pink or often pink or orange, and um, people use it to mark um, on trees where they're envisioning the trail going, and then um, they'll take the they'll invite the land managers to go out and look at that route and get permission then for the trail to be built in the new proposed location. So everything that we do, we get permission from the landowner before we do it. Um, but then the volunteers go out and they actually make those changes um, well, after that approval happens. As I noted in talking to you earlier today, I noticed in a footnote one of the places I wanted to look up was the Bentonville Battlefield, which is on the trail, and mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's our Civil War battle. There weren't many Civil War battles of any size in North Carolina, and it was really the last really big battle in the in the Eastern Theater. So it does have uh, people's interest, and uh, that the 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 writer I don't know how you say the gentleman's name, but he works. He Grode, is that his name? Jim Grody. Jim Grody. Mm -hmm. um, and noted that uh, uh, a lot of the land that it, near Bentonville is it's still private land, but the, the trail goes along. But one had to respect the, the property owners and stay on the trail and, and that kind of right. thing. One of the things that I, I do want to tell you is kind of interesting. Within the last week, I, I have a friend who uh, worked in restoring wetlands in North Carolina before he retired, and we were talking about the Falls of the News and the wetlands and in a, in a particular area surrounding lakes like Lake Jordan and so on. So I feel like I'm having the second conversation about Falls Lake. And and it, that is, I, I could have told you that the land was owned by the Corps of Engineers. I couldn't have told you two weeks ago because I learned that <laughs> in the conversation that we had. One of the things that I find interesting is somewhere once the, uh, once the, the, uh, the trail makes its way around East Raleigh, and, and, and it's headed toward Smithfield. That's the that somewhere in there is where you where uh, if somebody's had a good idea, and that is uh, one does not necessarily have to follow the trail, but if one wants to put his his kayak or his boat or whatever 
I'm not knowledgeable about this kind of stuff. But in, in, in the News River, one can paddle all the way down to Havelock. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And is that intended to be temporary, or is that going to be a, a choice that will remain with the trail? So um, the way that came about is that the when the route for the trail was originally envisioned back in um, the late 1970s, um, the, the original plan... Um, was that the trail would um, go through the coastal plain following the Noose River. And the idea of the trail is that it will be really a hiking trail. So the idea is that it's really supposed to be a land-based trail. And building the trail really from Smithfield to Havelock um, in along the Noose River is a really, really challenging proposition because um, I think you said that you're from Goldsboro, and so you know that area pretty well. But it's um, along the river. It's often just really, really wet, um, very, very challenging landscape to build trail in. And well, so, I mean, may, may I say that it's sandy, it's wet, and it does a lot of double S's and stuff. I mean, yes, it really does. Yes, it's hard to follow. So, exactly. So um, we are still um, really committed to um, helping those communities develop this continuous um, trail. I, I would suspect that it's not going to be like right on the river because because of those challenges. But um, but we really want to help um, them, and we know that um, people will really enjoy um, visiting those parts of the state too. Um, but I think it's a long term proposition if before there's a a really good way to hike all of that. So we developed another route um, that's much more of a hiking route that goes more southeastern North Carolina, so through Sampson and Bladen and Pender counties, um, and then it it hooks over through Onslow County and, and Craven-Carteret County to, to hook up again with Havelock. Um, so there are two routes in the coastal plain, and right now the Noose River you can paddle it, and the um, and the other one is the hiking the hiking route. One of the things I'm sure your people will discover that you you know if you live in Wayne County and and Lenore and so on that Wayne County is basically a swamp is what it is. And, <laughs> I mean there's a there's there's a that's what my friend and I were talking about. He he he's familiar with it, and there's a a lot of a lot of wetness, and that makes. And on the other side of Kenston, between Kenston and Newburn, is it? It took them forever to build the four lane road down there, because it, it's, well, it's wet, and it, that presents yeah, exactly. problems. And and I think and that so, part's even wetter than Wayne County. I think. Yeah, in, indeed it is. We're yeah. talking about Dover and Tuscarora and places like that. And so, yeah. So, but. One of the things, though, that, that the reason that I brought the, the paddling up is you, you've, you've chosen to introduce a lot of different ideas, and I think there's one place where you, you build a, 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 a day of, of walking around a town, and that is the little town of Roseboro, and the town is, is the set piece, so to speak. It's a, you, know, you get a lot of walking there, but you also, the intention, it seems, is that people who want to discover what a small eastern North Carolina town looks like, there it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever loop you take, you keep walking back back through it and so on. And, and it's a kind of a charming place. So 
I can under I can understand that. But it's not just uh, a walking trail with with nothing there. There's a reason for it going here or there or somewhere else. Yeah, I really like uh, what you've said too about the mountains to sea trail. It's um, there are parts of it that are you know you're in wilderness like you would think of the Appalachian Trail, but um, but it's really much more of a trail where you re- you really see North Carolina and all of its diversity. And um, you, you go through small towns like Roseboro. Um, actually, you go through 31 little towns. Um, um, so it's, it's, you meet people, you see cultural sites, you see historic sites like Bentonville, um, and you also see some of the most um, iconic natural places in North Carolina, like it goes, takes you right to Mount Mitchell, for example. I, one that I think would be one that I would want to visit if I if I was still walking a lot is around Winston Salem and Hanging Rock north of Greensboro and and Pilot Mountain and so on near there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it that's beautiful and, uh, and there's a lot of history around. I think it mentions in your book that uh, the trail goes through Bethania, which is where the Moravians first came to when they came to North Carolina and decided to build Salem. You know, a couple of blocks down the road there. It, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah, but also, that's part of the. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say that part of the trail is a really interesting part. Um, so between um, Pilot Mountain State Park and Hanging Rock State Park are about 20 miles apart, and um, one of the very first parts of the trail that was created is the the trail that connects those two, and it's it's called the Sartown Trail, and it is a um, it's actually entirely on private land, and the landowners have so generously allowed people to hike on their land. Um, and they just they have um, they have their leases. Um, they sign leases um, to allow the trail to go on their land. They're they're sort of based kind of like a hunting lease, um, so that there's a, a real agreement about where the trail will go and how it will be managed. Um, it's just a really wonderful um, and so appreciated um, example of people being so generous and willing to allow um, people to experience the beauty of their land and make that walking connection between those two extraordinary parks. Well, I think that's a very good point that you've just made and what probably, well, it's good that you've got a mixture of, of being close to nature as a, and of Henry David Thoreau, I will always be kind of for that, but also seeing the various uh, uh, small towns and the, the way things have developed and things that will be kind of, well, I can think, I can imagine that a person uh, could, could take a vacation in North Carolina and choose four or five different places and really come to an understanding of certain parts of the state through uh, uh, Following that, I, is, I'm going to have to go back and look and see if the trail goes through the Uari. That would be a place, uh, uh, you know, Albemarle. The, the Uaris have a long trail called the Uari Trail, but um, the Mountain Sea Trail does not go there. Okay, all right, all right. Well, but we're in, of, the, of the four national forests in North Carolina, we're in three of them, the Croatan, the Pisgah, and the Nantahala. Right, and I noticed that you included the Morris Creek Bridge, which... Is a national military reservation. Uh, what am I saying? Park, not a state yeah. park, and uh, and that's uh, kind of unusual in North. I think that's well, there's one in Greensboro too. Uh, that is a national. That's a 
maintained by the federal government. But uh, that's a, a part of the country that uh, you can walk. Uh, well, there's a lot of nature there, let's say that. Uh, yeah. Well, we're going to take a break, and uh, we're going to be back uh, in about uh, three or four minutes, and we're going to have about three or four minutes left then. And my interviewer's book says at that point, I'm supposed to say to you, Kate, is there anything that we didn't talk about tonight that you'd like to bring to our attention? And, and then the floor will be yours, okay? Okay, great. Thank you. I'm kind of pulling your leg, but if there's anything important that, that, that I didn't ask about or if we want to go back over websites, addresses, uh, any, any search for donations and volunteers, there's a, there's a platform for that, okay? Great. Okay. We'll be, Thanks. we'll be back with Kate Dixon in just a couple of minutes. Who is the executive director of the Mountain to Sea Trail support group? Kate, are you there? Tim. Our producer tells me we have about two and a half minutes. I'm sorry we used up all the time, but everything. But it's been good having you with us tonight. If folks want to find out more about the Mountain to Sea Trail, one thing that they could do. We've mentioned this a couple of times tonight. Is this fine book that you gave me a copy, and that is Great Day Hikes on North Carolina's Mountain to Sea Trail. And, and it has a lot of information about, very specific information about the trails, about how hard they are, about how long they are. And one can hardly make a mistake in choosing where one would want to walk. And it's just a selection, of course, of uh, day hikes from the, the, the almost 1,200 miles of the Mountains to Sea Trail. Now, if I wanted to volunteer uh, or to donate funds or whatever to your organization, how would I do that? Well, a really easy way to do it is to go to our website, and it's that's mountainstoseatrail.org. Um, and you can also just Google Mountains to Sea Trail, and you'll find it. Um, it comes; It's always the thing that comes up first, but mountainstoseatrail.org. And there's... The website is a great source of information about um, different parts of the trail, you know, how to learn and figure it all out and see maps, et cetera. And there's also lots of information on there about how to volunteer and how to make a donation. Um, and we just are, you know, would really welcome any of your listeners who are interested. Um, we also, by the way, um, are going to have our big annual meeting. We call it our Gathering of Friends. Um, but because of COVID, we're not actually gathering. We usually, we usually do in some um, special part of the state, but this time we're doing it virtually, and we have just a really great program. It's going to be on March 26th and 27th, and that's really easy to find on the website, too. It's on the homepage. You'll see um, information about it immediately, and we just welcome anyone who wants to come. Um, it's just a great opportunity to learn and get involved. Well, I will say it's a great website. In fact, I started reading it and I almost got, forgot what the time was and everything that I needed to do other things to prepare. I'm going to bid you adieu now, but I, I do want to call you up in three or four minutes after the show is over and talk to you for a moment, if I may, if that's, that's all right with you. Okay, yes, and I'll you. do that. Our guest tonight has been uh, uh, Kate Dixon, who is the executive director of the Mount Sioux Sea Trail in North Carolina. And... Uh, We'll be back tomorrow night to talk to Leonard Atkins about the Appalachian Trail.